Welcome to the JDLSAT and Admissions Podcast. I'm your host and instructor, Jimmy D of JDLSAT.com. In each episode, we discuss key habits you can master to study smarter and save time to raise your LSAT score and your chance of law school admissions. In this podcast, I want to discuss um, being careful about an all-or-nothing mentality. Um, my problem with an all-or-nothing mentality isn't so much the all. It's the or-nothing. That's the big issue here. right? So if, if there's a day where I plan to do a number of tasks in a certain amount of time to study for the LSAT or to get my application ready. If I can't, <clears throat> if I can't do all of it, then I should do nothing. And that might sound silly when I say it now, but I think a lot of people have that idea. Um, I was talking to some students this week and, um, you know, it kind of prompted me to want to do this episode because they were kind of getting at that too. And what happens is this perfectionism, classic case, leads to procrastination. Man, you know, today is only, I, I want to, you know, on a scale of what I want to accomplish, there was 100% and I feel like it's only going to be 90% or 80%. Let me do nothing. Does that make any sense? Right? Like if I was going to put in, I don't know, if I was going to get 10 tasks done, but now only eight are done, I should do none of them? Really? I'm going to throw out everything because maybe I had a little less energy today? How realistic is that? Let's be honest. There's often a lag between what we plan and what we actually get accomplished. Certainly we want to diminish that lag, but wow. I mean, think about that, right? Like, I, I want less of a lag. Oh, well, I plan on 100%. I don't think I'll get 100%. Maybe I'll get 80% or 70%. You know what? Let's just make it 0%. I mean, you just really increase that lag with this all or nothing mentality. You know, respectfully, it's an inadvertent excuse to do nothing. And I, I mean this re totally respectfully and empathetically because I've subscribed to that idea before. No, no. Careful about this or nothing. I don't have a problem with the all so much. You know, but again, the or nothing. And, and again, I, I've suffered from this. So I say this um, with complete empathy and as a, a fellow struggler, you know. So keep this in mind. So a couple couple angles I want to discuss here. Um, one, let's also talk, let's take a moment and just flesh out the idea of all. All. Right? And this is also an interesting lesson in logic since uh, we are prepping for the LSAT as well as admissions. So <clears throat> there's, you know, there's me giving 100%. Now there's 100% of what I wanted to do versus what 100% of, of what I'm capable of doing 
maybe I'm not feeling so well on a certain day. Surprise, surprise, I'm actually recovering from COVID as I speak to you. Um, right? So there's 100% of what I wanted to do, and then there's 100% of what it turns out I can realistically do because I'm not feeling so hot. Okay. Do I just throw everything out because I can't give 100% of what I wanted to do? Ah, careful there. Um, you don't want to throw that out. And let me get to the heart of it. Um, the book Atomic Habits, which inspires a lot of my teaching and is a big part of why I started this podcast early on. In the book, um, the author discusses the idea of how critical it is that on days where you can't do a perfect job, but you still do something if you can. So think about this. If I'm going to, if I have this goal of I'm going to do a certain amount of cardio or a certain amount of strength training, and there's a day where, man, I just, I don't think I can give it 100%. Should I do nothing? Really? Maybe I was going to go run five miles. I don't have the energy for it. But what if I just run two? Isn't that better than sitting at home and doing nothing? Now, maybe I can't. There are some days when you can't. Case in point, as I mentioned, I'm recovering from COVID. I'm within my five days of isolation right now, right? So there's certain things, certain things I can and can't do, right? But when you can't, there's sometimes when you can do nothing, and that's fine. But if you can do something, do something. And let me stay on me <laughs> In my example right now, so the other day I was, uh, I work with my students on a regular basis. <clears throat> I had my students and I was feeling a little under the weather, but I was able to power through and I was fine. First notice symptoms. The next day it's like, oh boy, wow, something's going on here. But I had students, wanted to serve them well, power through it. I think I gave them a solid lesson. Otherwise I'd want to know, uh, but it seemed like it went well and um, cool. And then I'm thinking, I don't know if I can do this to my students. I don't know if I can give my students what they need that are booked the following day. Let me do the right thing and let them know as soon as possible so we can reschedule. And I rarely do this, but I, turns out I ended up having COVID. So I had to cancel two days of students. And they were cool, you know, making sure we reschedule and everything. Um, and thank goodness I did because I could not get out of bed. It really hit me. Well, today I can get out of bed. Now, I can't take students. I don't think I'd be serving them as well. well I might be able to, but I don't want to. I didn't have anyone scheduled, and it's not a day that I had anyone. And so, why tempt fate? And I'm still recovering. But you know what? I can do a podcast. And man, this is a timely episode. It speaks very well to this. Right? But what am I doing? I'm doing what I can. Tomorrow, I don't have any students on the books. I have them uh, the following day. I think I'll be ready. If I'm not, I'll let them know. But I, based on how I am today, I'm sure I'll be able to give them what they need, right? But tomorrow, what can I do? Whether it's stuff for my um, work with students or other projects I've got my own on my own, what can I do? And again, I'll, I'll stay on this. I'm isolating on a personal level. It's a gorgeous day outside. I'm all about sun. I would love to get outside. Can't do it. Wouldn't be right. Not just for me, obviously. I don't want to. I don't want to infect anybody. But what can I do, right? Like, there are a number of projects I can work on. I'm not going to exercise as much as I'd ideally love to, 
It's what I had planned, but I just don't have the energy for it. I can, however, get up, walk around, get some sun from my window, make myself a cup of coffee, take my medicine, work on goals, do stuff I've been, do tasks that I've been putting off, do some cleaning around my place, right? What can I do? And that's the kind of mentality you need. Baby steps when you can't do bigger steps, bigger steps when you can't do giant steps. But having this all or nothing isn't going to serve you well because it's going to give you an excuse to do nothing. And again, right, it's not about me in my case right here with COVID, but I think a lot of people can relate to it. I've been doing this podcast since the pandemic broke out. And so many of my students have had COVID and and they've dealt with this, right? So there's a chance you're listening to this and you've got COVID right now. Um, It's funny. I'll I'll give another anecdote that might be helpful. I know an actress who got a wonderful role on the the show um, Godfather from, I think think it's Godfather of Harlem. I think that's the name of the show. And um, she auditioned in a self-tape. While she had COVID, she was not feeling very good. In fact, I'm thinking about how I saw the video actually, and I'm thinking about how she was looking and how she was feeling. And I'm feeling that way now as I'm doing this podcast. I'm still not 100%, right? But what if she didn't do that podcast? She's got a great role on that show. Excuse me. See, I have COVID. What if she didn't do that self tape? She gave what she could in that situation, and now she's got a great role on this show that you might actually be a fan of watching, right? So what if she didn't do it? What if she's like, well, I have COVID, so um, even though I can walk around, even though I'm not 100%, I'm sweating, I'm not feeling so great, even though I can submit a tape to these casting directors, uh, it's not a, it's not all, so it's going to be nothing. What opportunity would have she lost, right? Think about that as you're prepping for the LSAT. Think about that as you're getting your applications ready. If you cannot take a practice test, I probably wouldn't want to take a practice test the way I'm feeling right now. But what can I do? Maybe I can outline my um, my personal statement. Maybe I can, <clears throat> maybe I can, um, you know, uh, do some problem sets. And, and untimed is often better than people realize, especially if I want to hone my technique. Maybe I could look at flashcards. I give my students flashcards to master question types. It's a really underappreciated tool. Um, maybe I can review some stuff. Maybe if I'm, you know, again, right, like maybe I don't, <clears throat> maybe I'm not in a great place uh, to focus to do a lot of LSAT work, but you know what? Maybe I can order my transcripts and have them sent to LSAC because I'll need that for applying to schools in the U.S. If I'm, if I'm a U.S. student, which, which not everyone is, but majority of students are applying to U.S. schools, you need to do it through LSAC. I think it's a little different outside of the U.S. Um, for Canadian students. Um, but at least my U.S. students, they need to upload their transcripts to LSAC. Um, maybe I can... Uh, get my letters of recommendation ready. I did a whole podcast episode on that. You can go and look by topic, search that one. It was really great. I'll put it in the show notes, right? But that one, you're not writing a letter of recommendation. You're 
asking someone to write it for you. So you're just shepherding them. You're just organizing them, right? I don't have the ability, if I'm not feeling so hot, to focus on a logic game or sit with a reading passage, but I can email that professor and be like, hey, would you mind writing me a letter of recommendation? Um, or if I've already sent the email, this they're busy. They have other things going on, right? They're not getting directly paid for this. So maybe you just send them a friendly reminder. You're often shepherding these things. But there are lower level tasks you can do just be just because you can't give it 100%, so to speak, and do a logic game or sit for a whole PT, that doesn't mean you need to do nothing. Now, again, there are times where we need to do nothing. The other day, I could not do anything. I must have slept for, man, uh, I love my sleep, but I must have slept for the vast majority of the day. I slept a full nine hours at night, and then I... Must have slept nine hours during the day. It was more a matter of what amount of time I was awake. That was a legitimate do nothing. That was a legitimate do nothing. But (laughs) that's the exception. Don't think of it as all or nothing. Think of it as all or what can you do. All or what can you do. All or how close can you come? And be reasonable. I'm not feeling so hot. I'm not going to get on my cardio bike. It's just not happening. I'll do a podcast. Um, I'll respond to emails. I'll do stuff like that. But be reasonable. Careful with this all or nothing mentality. Make it all or something. Make it all or something that you can do all are the best you can do and let me just stay on this I was kind of trying to get this earlier right but the idea of your best even that is i don't want to say sub, well there's a level of subjectivity to it but let's be accurate about what we're thinking of i was wanting i want to do a podcast on the idea of doing your best um recently it sounds cliche but it is it is important um and i'll probably will do it but I, the idea of your best or 100%. Again, remember perspective. I might have a clear idea of what I want to do on a certain day, exactly what I want to do and how I want to do it. Again, it is never, I don't, there's always this lag, right? But maybe my best today isn't necessarily what my best is on an ideal day, but it's my best today. Keep that in mind. Maybe I could, I don't know, lift 100 pounds on one day. But today, man, maybe I can only lift 70 pounds. But hey, I'm getting some benefit out of this. And then maybe on my next set, it's 75 pounds. Okay, right? Our muscles respond to struggle. They don't really know the difference. I'm using this analogy with muscles, right? But it's sort of the same deal with a lot of things. The way we think with how we get through life. That old phrase, what doesn't kill us makes us stronger. So... Just the fact that you're pushing your comfort zones, it doesn't have to be crazy, right? But just something, something. So don't conflate 100% or all or the best with the best on an ideal day. Sure. But given how you're feeling today, given what you can reasonably accomplish, given what you've been going through, given the circumstances, is it is it, you know, keep that, keep the, I want to say the best, but the best for you on that day. Is it optimal for you? Keep that measure in mind. 
I think um, you know, one of the reasons I wanted, I wanted to get into this is that uh, I was talking to a few students about this the other day, and I'm a big believer in, you know, I, 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 how you could always trade time for intensity and <clears throat> how that can serve you well. For example, um, I'd much prefer you studied in a focused um, you can crank up the intensity and make it more focused for 25 minutes than an hour and a half, but all scattered. Now, granted, right, it's easier to, it's easier to sustain a level of intensity in a shorter amount of time. Think about a sprinter versus a distance runner, uh, an endurance runner. Um, much, much easier to sustain a burst of intensity you know, for shorter amounts of time. But I think sometimes people conflate that with um, all or nothing. It's not the same. It's not the same. So what do I mean by that? I've often said to my students, hey, I'd rather you study, I'd rather you, the big thing that I often say is, I prefer you to do less time and do it well. And it's not so much about, intensity is a factor, but it's more about focused. I'd rather you have the ability to sustain focus for again, I'll just use some numbers. It, it's all relative, but I'd rather you study for three hours with uh, reasonable focus than spread yourself thin in focus, or I should say, lack of focus for eight hours. <clears throat> you see plenty of people that are grinding it through. I'm studying for X number of hours, and I've got my um, all my food here with me, and I'm not going to leave this desk and. Um, uh, Cal Newport describes it very well in a book called Deep Work, which I did a podcast episode on. This is a common thing we've been used to. I've been guilty of this. We've seen it on college campuses. I've Again, I've been plenty guilty of this, right? And so the, the preference would be, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Look, I mean, you, you got to work hard and it can be long sometimes, right? But what I'd rather you do, if you can, is I'd rather you do three hours well than eight hours spread thin or three hours focus only because how sustainable it is, is it for you to focus over a certain amount of time? Fine. But please do not conflate that with all or nothing. Right? That's the idea of, well, I don't know if I can do any hours at 100%, so I'm going to do nothing. Careful. Remember that actress I mentioned. She wouldn't have had this great role if she's like, geez, I have COVID. <laughs> this might be, this is not going to be fun for me to submit this self-tape, this audition, but hell, I got nothing to lose. She got the role. What if she didn't do it? What if you don't take that practice test that can give you a really great insight into something? What if I didn't do this podcast today and reached you with what I think is a super important ideal, even though I, I have COVID, right? So careful with that thinking. Um, again, I want to point you to that book, Atomic Habits, which is the inspiration for a lot of my work in this podcast, um, where you know, <clears throat> the author makes the case that with so many things, it's almost, I, I don't want to overstate his or her, his, excuse me, his words. Um, the name's escaping me. I don't know why, because I love the guy. I know it's James. He doesn't do Jimmy like me. I, I, I hold that against him, but 
you know, he rewrote a great book. I'm trying to remember his last name. I'll, I'll think of it. I'll definitely put it in the show notes. But again, book is Atomic Habits. And, you know, you know the author is, um, forgive me, getting over this COVID thing. Uh, but the author is saying it's almost, it's almost more important on the days you can't give 100% that you give something than those perfect days where it's 100% and this is ideal and ha ha ha, look at me. I mean, and I get it because there are going to be plenty of days where you just, I can't give, I think a good way to think of it is the ideal. I can't give the ideal, but what can I give? Now, remember, be reasonable. Think about me the other day. I could not get out of bed with COVID. It was bad. I was all right. I'm vaccinated, got my boosters, taking medicine now, much better than we were in the throes of the pandemic, but <laughs> I was not getting out of bed. That was a day where nothing was fine. But on a day like today, yeah, I can do something. I got energy, it makes me happy. I want to do a podcast for my students and for me. This is something. I'm going to do other some things today. Just because it's not all, or excuse me, the ideal, doesn't mean it has to be nothing. It can be something. Um, so keep that in mind. I And this kind of goes to with, with everything I've been teaching. Um, please check out an episode on growth mindset. Um, I'll, I'll put it in the show notes. And I have to reference one of my students who's been a guest on this podcast, MK, who really um, took seriously uh, stuff I'm talking about here and the book Atomic Habits. She and I did a whole episode on that too. I'll put them all in the show notes for you to check out, right? But she especially, this student got a 180, a 180, perfect score on the LSAT. It was critical to her that those days where she couldn't put forth the ideal that she put forth what she could. It wasn't all or nothing. It's all or something that you can do. I think if you asked her, I think I remember she might've said it in an episode. That was one of the critical things. I'm not going to say it's the only thing, but it was one of the critical things. Um, and just to, you know, like everybody, she had periods where she had PTs she wasn't happy about. She had a kid, you know, um, she was trying to raise and all this other stuff, got a job, she had all this stuff. And this is not to make you feel bad. Oh, she got a 180. She had, she had other, you know, other responsibilities. No, no, no. We all had stuff on days where she couldn't do the ideal. She did what she could. And she even mentioned there were days where, you know, she just couldn't get a practice test in. I do recommend them weekly. It could vary depending on your circumstances. But there were just, I guess, weeks where, you know, there were some times where she had a practice test, practice test plan, and it just couldn't happen. She did a section. She did something. And that added up. You think you're going to lose that knowledge? Right? Again, think about my, my goofy example, right? If there's a day where I'm, I'm going to go lift 100 pounds, whatever you're doing, whatever type of exercise you're doing. Oh, man, I'm not feeling so hot. As long as you're not sick or you're going to get yourself hurt, right? maybe I can only do 70 muscles are still going to respond to that growth. I can't run five miles today. You know what? I'll run one. Someone who is way out of shape and there's plenty of us out there. God bless them. They're my heroes. 
I've been there plenty of times where I've gotten out of shape and gotten in shape. It's about getting back up. There are people that are like, man, I can't even run. Okay, go for a walk. Okay, you know, I can't do that mile I was going to walk today. Cool, man, just walk outside. Something, something. And, if you, and again, there are days where you can't do anything like I was the other day. But just keep this in mind because those somethings add up and that's critical. So I hope this is helpful. Um, I do want to add, I have, uh, just to really keep this in perspective, I've been doing this for a number of years. I've been in your shoes. I went from the 140s to the 99th percentile, and now I teach us for a living. I love this work because of this. I don't know anyone who has not had failures on their way to success. And I know it sounds cliche, but frankly, it's just the opposite. My student, MK, who got a 180, um, all my other students who scored in the 99th percentile are in the 170s. Well, frankly, any top score, any improvement, it wasn't, it was far from all roses. And it was, I really want to emphasize this. It is not this linear trend line. It's about the overall trend line. Don't get me wrong. But there's plenty of times where your scores, you know, fluctuate. It's rarely this beautiful trend line. And it's rarely, oh my God, I just went up and now it's a stain going up. I don't think, I, you know, if I looked at everyone's scores on their practice tests, I just, it, 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 is, I, it is hard for me to look back and think if there's a student who had this beautiful, you know, gentle curve that went up. Lots of plateaus. Certainly staggering, right? It's not this, maybe one day I get a 157, then I get a 154. Oh my God, I went down a few points. Hey, it's just a point in time. This is not a, you know, keep in mind, right? But there's just a lot of downs. There's a lot of failures on your way to success. Um, but it's about the long game. And more important, what you can learn. I guess that's the last thing I want to emphasize here. Um, those days where I didn't score so hot on a PT, uh, I'm a, you know, all of my students get <clears throat> logs to journal on. I'm not interested so much in the outcome of that score. I'm interested in why that score happened. And more important, what we can learn from it. Oh, man, I got three more wrong than I normally do on games today. What happened? Was there a weirder game? Was there a miscellaneous one? Did you spend too long on a question that you should have moved on from? What can we learn from this? Oh, yeah, I got five more wrong than I normally do on um, reading comp. Okay, what happened there? How did you deal with the comparative passage? Um, did you get to all the passages? If not, cool. How many passages did you get to? Did you have your techniques and did you use them well for each question type? Let's get specific. Let's learn from them. On days when I didn't perform as well in the gym or this, what was going on there? How much sleep did I get the night before? What could I do differently? How can I learn from this? I got COVID now. I'm certainly... <laughs> I'm probably not the only one out there who's dealing with this now. I'm sure I've got at least one listener who might be experiencing it. Thankfully, our, we've progressed as a society, right, since the throes of the pandemic. But um, I'm getting stuff out of this. Uh, I'm learning from it. And you know, I'm using everything I can in this experience. I would love to be outside today. Would absolutely love it. It's gorgeous out where I live. 
um, I can't. I can't go out for another couple of days, and it's really important for me to get outside. But I'm getting the most I can out of this. I'm doing this podcast I enjoy, um, working on other things. What can I use with this time? How can I use this? And it sounds cliche, but I've mentioned this in other episodes. I'm a big believer in this. Why did this happen for me? Why did this happen for me? I'll leave you with thinking about that friend of mine I mentioned who got that part in the TV show, Godfather of Harlem. Maybe that COVID, uh, maybe that made her perform a certain way in the self-tape that brought something out. Maybe it happened for her. It worked. Something worked. Either way, imagine if she did nothing and listened to that all or nothing mentality. I would argue she gave 100% of what she could that day, or she gave the best of what she could that day. She was reasonable. Imagine if she didn't do it. Imagine if you don't take that next PT. Imagine if you're thinking, oh, geez, I didn't do so hot. Maybe I shouldn't take this exam coming up, even though it's the last shot I got. If I didn't take my final, um, well, I, I took the exam three times. The third time I got my 99th percentile score. I was almost going to give up. What if I didn't do that? Because right? it, it wasn't, oh, it didn't happen perfectly the way I wanted it. This, again, this all or nothing mentality. Let your somethings add up to what you want. I hope this has been helpful. Um, please reach out. You have my contact information and my website. If you're looking to work with students, um, my favorite thing in the world to do is to coach my students, um, have these kind of conversations. And obviously, obviously focusing on the LSAT admissions. So please reach out. Um, I hope this has been helpful. And again, don't worry so much about the all. What can you do? How close can you come? Thank you for listening. One tip to use your time with this podcast effectively. Take a look at the list of previous episodes. They're named by topic, so you can prioritize your listening based on specific areas where you need help the most. Again, I'm your host, Jimmy D of JDLSAT.com. Please do subscribe, share these episodes with friends. If you're interested in working with me one-on-one, feel free to reach out to me and check out my website. Again, it's JDLSAT.com. That's JDLSAT.com.